Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys, we've been going through for the last four weeks, this is our fifth week now, we've got one more week in this study, talking about our identity in Jesus. Because for so many of you, you view yourself based upon your failures, you view yourself based upon what you've done in the past and how this didn't work out and, and what you didn't achieve and your dreams that didn't come true and, and, and you just have this concept that God cannot use you. But what I want you to see is, and what we've talked about over the last few weeks, is this whole concept that when you come to Jesus Christ in salvation, when you come to him and you commit your life to follow him, he does something different with you. He makes you a new person and gives you a new purpose. And it's not because of you, it's because of what he's done for you. And so what we're going to talk about For the next two weeks, we're going to talk about this week especially, and then next week, we're going to talk about what we're going to do now with an understanding of our identity. We're not going to talk about your whole concept of what you thought you were before. No, let's just throw that out the window. Let's talk about now, I'm a new person in Jesus. It's not based upon me. It's based upon him. So what do I do with that? How do I live my life now? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what does God want you to do now? Oh, so let me just stop for a moment so that we have everybody on the same page. Because it's possible that somebody's here and they're thinking, well, I guess this will be a good message for everybody else because it isn't for me because of this mess up that I did. Hello? Grasp what I'm saying. God wants to use you, and it's not based on your mess up. Do you hear me? It's based upon what Jesus did for you. Does everybody understand me? You've got to remove yourself from your mess up and understand who you are now in order to do what he wants you to do, because that's what we're going to talk about today. Does everybody understand me, or we're all on the same page here? On the same page? Nod your head. Okay. All right. So, let's look at what he's saying here. We're going to look at a passage today, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 16 through 20. And we're going to look at the impact now of our new identity. Okay? So let's look with me. Look at verse 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, but has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore on Christ's behalf, 
be reconciled to God. Now here's what I want you to do. We're going to divide this up into three sections. We're going to see a new perception. We're going to see that in verse 16. We're going to see a new reality in verse 17. And we're going to see a new purpose in verses 18 through 20. A new perception that you and I need to have because of our new identity. And when I say a new perception, I'm talking about a new perception of others. All right? Then I'm going to talk about the new reality. That new reality in you. And then I'm going to talk about your new purpose. Your new purpose for life. Okay? So let's talk about the new perception. Let's look at verse 16. Notice what he says, the very first part. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. What's the first thing I want you to see? With that, with salvation, with salvation, there is a new perception of others. There's a new perception of others. When you come to Jesus and you understand that with salvation, you now have a new identity. It's no longer based upon your background, your failures, your bank account, your education. When you come to Jesus and you understand that your identity has nothing to do with any of that, it's purely based upon what Jesus has done for you, what Paul is saying here is, is that with that new identity in his life, he began then to have a new perception of other people around him. He began to have a new concept of other people that he was mingling with on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I want you to see. When you come to Jesus in salvation, what needs to change in your life is the way that you look at other people. Do you understand me? is the way that you look at other people. Because without Jesus, you're just going to view people the way the culture views people. And let's just stop for a moment. Are we just all one big happy society where we accept everybody here? No. No. Do you know know what I'm saying? And it's not even a racial issue. Do you know what I mean? It could be based upon who your sports team is. And I sure know that it's based upon what your politics is, right? Did you understand? That's why we don't talk about any of that, because we want to be happy here, not mad. Did you know what I mean? Not mad. And, and the reality is, is he's saying here, look at what he says there. Therefore, from now on, from this point on, it's, it's an attitude of action. He says, look at what he says there, verse 16. We regard no one according to the flesh. What's he saying? Here's my second point. It's not based on worldly standards. What's he saying here? Well, remember what I said to you? You shouldn't base your identity on? You shouldn't base your identity on your family background or your church background. You shouldn't base your identity on how big your bank account is or isn't. You shouldn't base your identity on your education level. And you sure shouldn't base your identity on your moral failures. Isn't that what I just told you that we should no longer be doing for ourselves? Is that not right? Here's what Paul's saying. From now on, we no longer look at other people based on that standard either. Wow. Because isn't that how we judge other people? Isn't it? 
We even, let's be honest, because we're a small town, we'll judge you based upon what your last name is. Right? What clan you came from. Because maybe we had an experience five or six years ago or even last week with somebody with that last name. So therefore, from now on, we've written off the whole clan. You're laughing because isn't that what we do? What are we doing there? We're using a world standard to judge other people. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. From now on, because in the preceding verses before that, he was talking about his salvation experience. His coming to Jesus. Because of salvation, he's no longer going to perceive people anymore based upon that attitude. You know, it's interesting. We had, we had 80 men there last night. There was a good number of those men who don't go to church. Some of you had friends there. Some of you had family there. And some of you have talked to me since then. And you've said things to me like, well, you know, they won't come to church because they think the building will collapse in on them if they walk in. Or they won't come to church because they don't think people will what? Accept them. Now, why do they think that? Are they making that up? Is somebody spreading a lie around town that that's the way church is? No, because that's the way church was. And is in a lot of places. Let me tell you something, folks. That's not what we want to be here. Because we're a church of real people. We're what? Anyone can come and find Jesus Christ and learn to walk in obedience. That's who we are as a church. And so when we look at our new identity, the only way that we're going to become that kind of church is for us to grasp the understanding of our identity in Jesus. And that we're new, not because of us, but because of him. So that's got to change, that concept's got to change the way that I look at other people. And I quit judging them based on those worldly standards. You understand? That, that's that's going to be the new perception that I have. Now some of you here, you're going to have to ask God to give you that new perception. Because for some of you, and I know because I've been there, and I still fall back into it, we still have that tendency to view people what? Based on those old standards. Based on those old standards. But here's what Paul says about that new perception. Because he said, you know what? Before salvation, we judged Jesus with the same, with the old standard. Look at what he says there, verse 16. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. What's he talking about? He said at one time, we once judged Jesus himself by those old standards. In fact, by judging him by those old standards, what did they do? They put him on the cross. But he says, now we're not doing that. Because we have a new perception. A new understanding. So we see there a new perception. Why? Because there's a new reality going on within us. There's a new reality in our lives. Look at what verse 17 says. And for some of you, maybe you need to put a star by this or underline what's going on here. Look at what he says there. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new 
creation. Underline that. What's that concept mean if anyone's in Christ? If anyone is a believer who has committed his life to follow Christ, if anyone is saved, you're a new creation. You're new. What's that first point there? Look at there in that section. At salvation, you were completely changed. You were completely changed. You're a new creation. Well, I still feel the same way, George. I still have the same warts. Still got the same moles. Still got the same scars. My hair's still falling out, George. I'm not looking any younger. Folks, changing you doesn't have anything to do with the way your physical body looks. Although it might. Because maybe hate-filled looks change to something else. Maybe the darkness in the eyes is replaced by a light. But the reality is, is that when you came to Jesus, you changed. There's a new reality going on in you. You're not the same old person anymore. Does everybody understand that? You're not the same old dude or dudette. Do you understand? You're a new creature. New creature. What else does he say there? Look with me. Verse 17. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What's going on here? The old way of thinking and living. The old way of thinking and living has been renewed. The old things. What's he talking about? When he talks about things there, he's not talking about your physical body, but what he's talking about is your way of understanding life. That's changed. The old way of the way you live, because before you lived for yourself and you only thought about yourself and everything was about you and you and you and you, that changed. It's been renewed now. You have a new way of thinking if you come to Jesus and you have a new way of living before you. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Because so many times before when we were in our failure, what's the most terrible aspect of our failure is this. Is the thought that we can't get out of it. That we're caught up in it. That we have to continually live there and we can't get over this. We can't get out of this. And I'm just ensnared and I'll never be able to overcome it. I'll never be able to overcome it. I'll never have victory. I'll, I'll never do any of this. No, no, you don't understand. If you come to Jesus, the old way dies. In fact, we're going to expand upon that next week. Next week, the final message, we're going to talk about putting off the old man and putting on the new. We're going to expand that out. We're going to, we're going to try to help you to see what that is, to replace the old way of doing things with a new way. Because here's the new reality. You are a new person. And as a new person, the old way of thinking, the old way of living, that's gone because that's been renewed. You have a choice in front of you. Isn't that awesome? Now the question is, is, well, how come I'm not doing it? Well, you got to choose to do it. you got to choose to do it. So now, got a new perception of other people. Now, understand, number one is important. A new perception of people, because that's going to tie into this last section. A new perception of people. Number two, also important, a new reality for you. 
You're a new person. New way of living, new way of thinking. That feeds into now verses 18 through 20, which talk about a new purpose. Look at what it says there. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. If you want to, in your Bible, write that down. Who has given, underline that, who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, what's going on here? I want you to see three things about your new purpose. Number one, God is the source of new things in our life. God is the source of new things in our lives. Remember I told you, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have a new way of thinking, a new way of living. What's the source of that? What can I rely on to do for that? Here's what he's telling us in verse 20. God's the source of that. I go to him. Holy Spirit, I need your help today. I need to change my thinking in this area. I need to change my actions. He's the source. That's the first thing he points out here to us. Look now again, verse 18. And because of that, he's the source. He gave us something to do. He gave us, look what he says, a message of reconciliation to share. All right, let's put it all together. There you were before before you came to Christ. And you were doing your thing. You based your whole identity on your family background, your church background, if you had one, but some of you didn't. Based it upon your education level, where you came from in town or didn't come from. Based it upon your income level. Based it upon, major thing, your moral failure. What do you mean moral failure, George? The stuff you did wrong. And your whole identity is based on that. Somebody came along, maybe it was a TV preacher or a radio preacher. Chances are ninety, almost 90% of the time it was somebody who was either a friend or relative, somebody you worked with or a neighbor, came along and shared with you about Jesus. And something within you was stirred. Something within you said, yeah, I, I want to know more about this Jesus. And so you explored it, and you came to a place, maybe as a child, maybe as an adult. For me, it was as an adult. You came to a place where you said, I want this Jesus for my life, and you gave your life to Jesus, and you became a new person. Your acceptance with God had nothing to do with all that other stuff. It had to do with what Jesus did for you. And so now you're, you're saved. You're, you're a new person in Jesus Christ. So you got a new perception of other people around you. They need this Jesus too because they're basing their existence and they're looking at themselves based upon all the stuff that I used to look at myself on. In fact, I used to look at them that way, but no longer. I'm looking at them from a new perspective and I'm looking at them from the perspective that they need Jesus too. And guess what God does? He gives you a message. A message of reconciliation. Now, what does that mean, reconciliation, George? Well, that's 
Two people being able to get back together and setting aside their differences. Two people, God and you, God and them, and becoming friends again, entering into a relationship again. He gave you that message to share. Do you know what I mean? How many of you, you know what I mean? You, 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 you work with people, you have relatives with, you, 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 you have people you care for, and they don't know you're Jesus, and you've got a new perception of them, and, and you've got this message that you want to share with them, and you just want to share it with them, because it's on your heart. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? And for some of you, it's even more impactful because now you've, you've kind of like recommitted yourself and you're following Jesus afresh and anew and, and you're beginning to realize that your perception of others around you, especially loved ones and those who you're working with, it's changing. God's doing something in your life and you know you've, you just want to share with them about your Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? See, that's your new purpose. God's saying to you, I'm making, I'm the source of new things in your life, and I'm giving you a message to share, a message of reconciliation with me. You're the one to share it. You're the one to share it. And here's what he says, final thing I want you to see there. We are his spokesmen through which God speaks. Probably a lot of you didn't even realize that. Have you ever done this? I do this. I have family members that I care for, that I love, that don't know Jesus. And, and I'll pray prayers like this. Oh, God, speak to them. Open their eyes that they would see. Speak to them. You may know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Look at what he says. Verse 20. Now we are ambassadors. You know, everybody knows what an ambassador is, right? It's a representative, right? We are representatives for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We are his spokesmen. It's like God's pleading through us. Look at what it says. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Isn't that our message? Look at what it says. Be reconciled to God. So that's our purpose. Because we have a new identity, we have a new perception of other people, we, we grasp the new reality. I'm new. All things are becoming new in me. He's got a purpose for me. So listen. Remember I told you last week, I don't think Billy Graham's ever been in Clearfield County. Unless he was driving through on 80 or flew over it, he has never been in Clearfield. Unless he stopped at Sap Brothers to get a burger, he didn't, he's not been here. He's not going to be here. So who's going to reach Clearfield County? Who's going to reach your neighborhood? Who's going to reach the people in your family, your friends who don't know Jesus? Some TV preacher? Statistics show most people don't get saved through that ministry. 90% of people come to Christ through a friend, a relative, an associate, or neighbor. 
Think about how you came to Christ. It might have been a parent, a Sunday school teacher, a neighbor, somebody shared with you, right? Right? Most of us here. Here's the reality. That's why you're here. That's why he brought grace into your life and saved you. That's your purpose in life, is to be his spokesman wherever you live, wherever you work, wherever you play. That'll change your perspective, won't it? That should change my perspective with the telemarketer that I'm on the phone with. That should change my attitude with the clerk at Walmart. Do you know what I'm saying? We are his spokesmen through which God speaks. See, it's time to quit living. Listen to me. It's time to quit living in, well, God can't use me because because of my background. I don't have the education. And, And you know what? That is so crazy. I saw a pastor on one of my trips who had planted, I told you, 200 churches. And you know what he was complaining about? How worthless he was before God because he didn't have enough theological education. I'm sitting there with my jaw hanging open. Because I got a lot of theology. A lot of degrees. I haven't planted 200 churches. Like that's supposed to be your test of your identity? No! Your identity is what Jesus has done for you. Some of you have got to move away from, listen to me, living in, oh, you can never use me. Oh, I messed up. Oh, get over it. If you know Jesus, you're somebody new. The only person who wants you to live back there, are you listening to me, is the devil, the enemy. Because if he can get you to live back there, you'll never do anything for God. But you're somebody new with a new purpose, a new identity, a new reality. Get that new perception of people around you. And begin to do what he wants you to do. What's that? Talk to them about reconciliation with God. Because you've been reconciled and you want others to be reconciled too. Now, I'm not telling you to start carrying around your Bible and beating them over the head. That doesn't work, all right? Live out your life before them. And trust me, there will be opportunities for you to share what you believe. It'll come up on its own. And they'll be open. That's what we need to do. Thank you for being with us this morning. 
And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.